0: Live from the capital of Raider Nation, Las Vegas, Nevada, it's silver and black today. Your daily dose of all things Las Vegas Raiders football. News, views, guests, and your phone calls are all part of the game plan. There's only one nation, and it listens here. Now your host, Scott Colbranson.
1: Welcome back. Hour number two, silver and black today on this hump day, Wednesday, February 10th. I cannot believe it's the 10th of February already, almost in the middle of the month as we roll on here on Raider Nation Radio from the capital of Raider Nation. That is Las Vegas, Nevada. Of course, I had somebody ask me today, Hondo, they said, "Uh, what time is your show on? Is that is that Pacific time? And I said, yeah, that's Raiders time. 2 p.m. Raiders time. Raiders time is Pacific time. So, yes, that's what time, 2 to 4, right here, every day. Scott Branson, Hondo Carpenter with me today. And, by the way, I'm able to keep – now, Hondo's got natural energy. He keeps going. He's like the Energizer Bunny. For me, i got to have a little something before the show. So what I do is I have a Dr. Jen's Ultimate Protein Bar. This is great nutrition for the entire family. Convenient snack, meal replacement – any time of the day, certified, gluten-free, all-natural ingredients – does not contain any of that crappy sugar, alcohol, all that stuff that makes you feel like you're walking around and you're an android or something because you have all these chemicals in your body. Instead, it has superfoods like spinach, kale, and quinoa, high in antioxidants, and most of all, it tastes good. It's just really good. I was actually at Dr. Jen and Dr. Andy's office today. They are both chiropractors here in Las Vegas as well, uh, so they're multi-talented. They are members of Raider Nation. They were rocking their Raiders t-shirts as well, and so I was there. And uh, picked up some more bars today, and let me tell you something amazing. Great fiber keeps you full and satisfied. This is what you need if you're taking care of your body. You want something that's going to give you. For me, it's a little sweet tooth. Uh, I get I get everything I need from it, and it's healthy for me. You can get it with a special discount from Silver and Black today only. It's SBT10. SBT 10. You go to drjensnutrition.com. You use that code. You'll get that discount only for being a listener. Plus, you'll get free shipping. Or if you're in Las Vegas, check out Vegas Discount Nutrition. Anywhere throughout the valley. You can get the bars there, also at Terrible Herbst convenience stores around the valley. Dr. Jen's Ultimate Protein Bars. uh, thanks to them for their support as always. Okay, Hondo. So I'm you know, every morning I read my news, right? You go, you go through, you kind of see what's going on in the world. Yep, And all of a sudden, this story pops up. Jason La Confora, of course, from CBS Sports, uh, writes a story about could Russell Wilson be traded? There's one clear, he says, one clear landing spot, and it could reignite a franchise. So I'm going to let you guess what team it is because they happen to wear silver and black and they happen to be in the same town we're in, right? So he says that... He even surprised himself by thinking this, but he said that um, in essence, Russell Wilson, who looks like he's unhappy. Now that could be just posturing for what he wants there. We see that happen at the set is that that he in Las Vegas is exactly what the Raiders need because he credits Mark Davis and, and rightfully so for everything he did, getting a world-class stadium built, being able to move the franchise, getting the money, getting John Gruden back and giving him the blank check deal, uh, and and doing all that Mark Davis has done to build this franchise more, including all those corporate dollars and all that stuff. So he says this is the way to do it, that this is the way that you put the cherry on top of the sundae, if you will, for this franchise. Uh, Of course, this is all just him exploring a thought And, of course, there's no rumors of this. It is not like it's happening or that it could even happen. But I'm just interested to hear what people would think. I mean, to me, a Russell Wilson, like, I just don't think they could afford him, by the way, too. If you look at his deal, I think he's got three years or four years left on his deal. But nonetheless, let's put that aside. This is like an option where I would say, okay, this is, to me, I would get more in line with that than I would Deshaun Watson. 100%
2: more in line with that. Yeah. Uh totally agree. I think Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. The only difference is is that there's more wear on the tires yeah. when it comes to a Russell Wilson than there is a Deshaun Watson. So you have to look and say, you know, how much of an upside does Deshaun have to to grow as a as a player. But yeah, I totally would get that as a hundred percent. If I was gonna move Derek Carr. You know, I'm going to have to take a long look. What's the upside on Deshaun Watson? When he didn't have a lot around him, look at what he did in Houston. And he did have weapons there. So, again, I, I, I don't think that, that Derek Carr's going anywhere. Right. But if the Raiders were going to make a move for somebody, Russell Wilson makes a heck of a lot more sense than Deshaun Watson.
1: What would you guys think of Russell Wilson with the Raiders? 702-365-9200 is the number to get involved. I'd love to hear what you have to say. But I, this story is fascinating to me from this perspective. And, 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 again, I'm sure somebody will tweet it out saying that we say they should trade for Russell Wilson, which is not what we're saying. But, nonetheless, um, because Wilson's gone public with that frustration of, of, of the situation with the, with the Seahawks offensive line, right, because he's getting beat up. And to your point, he's getting longer in the tooth and he's got the tread on the tire, however you want to say it, um, is that he wants more protection. Now, I think overall the reason he's saying that is he's trying to force the hand of the Seahawks to do what they need to do, which is invest in the offensive line. But I will tell you this. It it makes sense from this perspective two things. One is the Raiders have that. They have a good offensive line. They need some depth there, but they have a good offensive line. They have a lot of what Seattle – lacks as well they might have dk metcalf who is just a freak of nature and going to be i think a really great wide receiver eventually um but you look at the weapons that that you have and with russell wilson and that offense and his ability to move out of the pocket would be interesting but more than that this is the takeaway for me hondo and 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 tell me if i'm wrong on this is that this just points out that las vegas and the raiders are a destination city for the NFL. I don't care what player you're you are, what level you're at in your career, whether you're a rookie coming into the league, whether you're a free agent looking to go somewhere for a big deal or you're an established star in the league, Vegas is a destination and it's appealing to everybody because you have all the amenities here. You have the stadium, you have the rich tradition of the Raider franchise, you have the practice and training facility, which you and I have spent a lot of time at and is is remarkable. Uh, and then you have the tax situation here. I mean, there's no there's no place in the world that's a true utopia. But if I'm an NFL player and I want to take it up a notch, I want to make a lot of money, I want to try to get a championship and I want to go to a place where I know my brand's going to be able to grow, it's Las Vegas.
2: Well, remember when I first got here and told you that was the how people were looking at it as a destination place, Scott, mm-hmm. and it is. It's what it is. This is the best facility, the best stadium in the NFL and I truly believe that. Then all of a sudden you got some of the best practice facilities in the world, and I get ripped on Twitter when I say this. It is a huge deal that this is a no in, a non-income tax state. Right. That is a, if you're in Nevada, and even if even if you don't care about yourself, which I can't imagine people not. If you like the sports teams here, then you don't want them to add an income tax because that helps you in getting free agents. It's just a raise. I mean, if you go against teams from states that have income tax, they have to pay guys more money than you can to get them. So I'm just – it is a big deal, and I think they're looking at all that. This is a destination place. You know for a fact Gus Bradley is widely respected around the league, and even though you know he gets a lot of grief from a minority of Raider fans, John Gruden is also. This is a place guys want to be. It is a little hot, but people love the weather here. (laughs) Sorry, I'm from the Midwest. But I was in Michigan yesterday where it was 7 degrees, and I'm here today and it's in the 70s, which is nice. But when it's 120, it's a little tough. But still, the weather's great. It's paradise here. People want to be here, no income tax. This is a destination job.
1: Yeah. And, and the fascinating part about this story, too, where, you know, and I, I, I don't mind pieces like this because, first of all, listen. The chances Russell Wilson coming to the Raiders are are less than zero, okay? But I love his exploration here because it goes to some of these points that you and I were just talking about, which is the fact that Las Vegas and the Raiders, although Raider fans want to crap on their own team a lot, and, and sometimes justifiably so, I'm not going to say that the, the franchise is perfect because it makes mistakes too, is the fact that there's so many elements to being in Las Vegas that people don't realize and don't think about. And it's like Russell Wilson, he brings up in here too because his wife, Sierra, of course, the singer, it's like, can you imagine? He can come here, he can play here, his wife can have a residency at one of the big hotels like what's not to love about that so it goes to show you that um that this franchise again i really believe it i know dallas because of the stadium what jerry jones did and of course the the uh the patriots because of the winning history there in recent super bowls um is the fact that this this franchise and and i'm not saying this people don't realize i'm on raider nation radio the raiders don't pay me okay so i'm not i'm not on the payroll i'm telling you that i really believe hondo that this franchise will be become the number one franchise in the NFL because of all these things we're talking about.
2: I do, and I again, people say we're homers. Listen, the Raiders don't pay me a dime. Right. They don't pay me a dime. And so when I say this, it's just cuz I'm going to be a truth teller. And the truth is this this franchise and I'm going to say this. I want to defend Raider fans for a moment. Because especially for the latter part of Al Davis's life, he yeah. made a lot of mistakes, and this this organization got run into the ground. Yeah. And so they're picking it up and they're bringing it out of it. I understand when you're the best, the best group of fans in all of professional sports—soccer, hockey, football, baseball, basketball—doesn't matter that you're you know, and you're told you have to have to com- a commitment to excellence and just win, baby. And it hasn't been there. I get the frustration. The franchise fed the the, the frustration. But just because you haven't won still doesn't mean you're desirable. And I think the places are being put, things are being put into place to get back to where you need to go. But I I get all that. But, man, you should not forget, you're not the bridesmaid. You're the bride. (laughs) I mean, there are are the haves and the have-nots in the NFL. And make no, no mistake, right now the Raiders are part of the haves.
1: Yeah, I'd love to hear everybody what you guys think about that. I mean, are you are you buoyed by that? If you're a Raider fan, you should feel really good. I know some of the folks in Oakland are still smarting over the fact that the team left. I actually saw somebody say, "Today, when do you think they're going to come back to Oakland?" And and I didn't want to respond, but the answer is never. Uh, but nonetheless, if you if if you believe that this franchise is right where it needs to be. I know on the field it has to improve and it has to improve now, but I'd love to hear from you 702-365 9,200 is the number. And, and that's the thing, too. I, I, Mark Davis, for all the, the crap that he got over the years, and, and, and he admitted he made missteps, too, uh, when it came to the football operations side of things. Um, but he has really adjusted nicely, become, I think, the thing I noticed about Mark Davis in watching over the years is he's, he's just grown into his skin. He's grown into who he is as a leader of this franchise. And I'm not saying every decision he's made is great, per se. But I do think he's finally at a place where he's kind of climbed out of the shadow behind his father and he's making decisions. We heard it from Ken Rogers, the director of the Al Davis special on ESPN last week, who said, listen, without Mark Davis and his overtures and him understanding how to play within the NFL uh, hierarchy, they might not have gotten to Vegas. So he deserved a lot of the credit for that. And I think that's one of the most underreported things in the NFL, uh, Hondo, is the fact that Mark Davis has really become a, a good and very active NFL owner.
2: Totally agree. And you may remember, I said earlier in the year, this is the first time the Raiders are moved and didn't get a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. He gets the stadium. He goes and gets a very respected coach that a lot of other teams wanted, pays them the money like the Pittsburgh Steelers have done and keeping continuity of coaching, and said, go make it happen. I love the job that Mark Davis has done. We wrote all year, starting last summer at Raider Maven, that this is a guy that's underrated. And I'm going to tell you this. I mentioned this a few weeks ago on your show when we were talking about does there still exist a problem in the NFL hating the Raiders? And I said, I do believe there's a lot of the old guard that still do. But I'm going to tell you, because I know people who work for the league, there's a lot of respect, even from the older guys for Mark. He's done a good job.
1: Yeah, not, that's important because there was – I look, we just celebrated the Maverick that was Al Davis, and, and he deserves all the credit in the world because he changed the game not only on the field first but then also with uh, what you saw in the documentary last week. But at the same time, there needed to be some healing. There needed to be the move forward, and I think the, the league's ability to do that now, I'm not saying it's done yet. To your point, Hondo, there's still some holdouts there and still some residue, if you will. Uh, but the fact that they got here to Las Vegas, the fact that the league got behind that and that the two most pro- prominent owners, Robert Kraft, uh, it got in and, and it supported it with Jerry Jones. That was a huge deal. And I, I'm not I think that was a little bit you know for all that raider fans like to rail against the nfl with some good with good some good reason i think they forget that those guys actually really stepped up and that made the biggest difference in the world so now the raider franchise is no longer aimlessly wandering but they know that not only is on a good track but it's led by somebody who knows what they're doing it's in a safe spot it it protects the league the integrity of the league overall and that's a big deal so it's a it's a credit to all of them all right we're going to step aside and take a break when we come back we'll roll on and talk about too still we talked about it earlier but I want to get your guys point of view and that is should NFL coaching hiring should that window move until after the Super Bowl so you wouldn't be able to hire a coach until after the Super Bowl just like players you can't sign players until the NFL New Year so why are coaches getting to be able to do uh, get hired earlier on and does that eliminate people like Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich who won a Super Bowl from, from getting a fair shake uh, per se alright we're going to take that break we'll come back Hondo and Scott here with you on Silver and Black
0: today <laughs> The autumn wind is a Raider, and when it blows, it comes from the Las Vegas desert. Back to Silver and Black today, here on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM.
1: Welcome back. Silver and Black today. Scott Cabranson, Hondo Carpenter will be back with us in just a minute. Uh, We are talking Raiders football, and as always, the show is powered by our good friends, Sam and Ash. The Injury Attorney, 702-820-1234, because you deserve what's right. And I don't just say that because they pay for advertising. Sam and Ash, good folks, and if you need help, definitely call them because uh, you don't want to go that alone. And if you're, in, if you're injured in an accident or at work or something like that, you definitely need somebody on your side. Don't don't go it alone. I'm telling you, it's it's not good. I will share my personal story about that some other time, but uh, you definitely want to do that. We've been talking a lot of, about a lot of things today, of course, it is the rumor time of the year. So, yes, you have to take everything with a grain of salt. We, through the course of today's show, we talked about the Marcus Mariota trade rumors. We talked about Jason Locke and Fora's piece on CBS about the fact that if Russell Wilson were to be traded, which, of course, has a very slim chance of happening from Seattle, that he says Las Vegas would be the perfect, perfect destination in fact he says it's the only desk it's the sole destination that makes sense for both teams which is really interesting uh and then of course we talked about uh Derek Carr and extending him right so so if you if you listen Raiders get calls about Derek Carr but they don't want to trade him even Jay Gruden John Gruden's brother said yeah I don't see that happening like he said anything can happen but sounds like my brother's pretty happy there they've been successful together why would you trade him Which I understand. If that's the case, are you okay? And would you be willing to say, hey, Derek Carr, let's extend it. Let's do it. Let's get it done. Raider for life. 32 million a year. 32 million a year. So if you look at that from the perspective of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL, highest paid quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, 45 million per season. Deshaun Watson second at 39 Russell Wilson third at 35 million Roethlisberger at 34 although he's going to get uh, he's going to have to restructure that if he comes back to the Steelers because they can't afford it Aaron Rodgers gets 33 and a half now these are all numbers of deals that have been done Carson Wentz who's going to be traded 32 million Dak Prescott at 30 under his current deal and Matt Ryan also at 30 so if you look at these quarterbacks and Derek Carr, I think, is making 21 next year. And let me double check. I have a tab right here. Um, actually, Derek Carr will make 22 million. That's the cap hit, at least. Yes, cap hit. 2, 2.5 signing plus 19.52 uh, on the, the salary cap this year. <clears throat> so the cash, about 19.5 million, hits the cap at 22.1. So Derek Carr at $22 million this season is a deal because – if you base it on the quarterback's rating, i'm just using that as a as a round number, 30 to 32 million would be a good deal for a quarterback moving forward on a new deal, right? So, remember Derek Carr signed a 5-year deal for 125 million dollars back in 2017. So uh, that's what I want to know from you guys. So 702 9200 is it time to do that? Uh, Hondo brought up a good point. He said, listen, you can't afford that this year, so you'd have to do one of those gentlemen in agreement with Carr and say, listen, next year we're going to restructure. We're going to tear up the old deal. We're going to give you a new deal. Here's the number. You're good with that. You get an agreement in principle, basically, and then you do it next year because the Raiders can't do it this year because of salary cap. They got the, the, the needs on defense – and then they have the needs also uh, uh, to sign other guys and to, to, to make good on some other deals that they have to do, right? So not the rookie deals and all that stuff. So you have all the draft picks you got to bring in this year. You have the, the folks that, that you need to go out and get. You need to build that defense. And who knows what that's going to cost? And then now today we also see the rumor of Juju Schuster-Smith, right, and the fact that the Raiders are interested in him. So if that if if that's a guy you're going to go out and get to bolster your offense, um, Juju Smith Schuster, then then that's another piece you're going to have to pay. Now he's not going to be as expensive as Allen Robinson, I don't think, but I do think that you know you st- the money goes quick, man. I mean it's it's the there's ways around managing the the salary cap that I think the Raiders will be able to do. They have they have a good front office who knows how to to, to handle the cap, but. You only have so much money, and you have a lot of needs, I think. You have a lot of needs on defense. You still have to bolster that offense. Anybody who says, again, like I said earlier on the show, anybody who says that this offense doesn't need to be touched is spending too much time at the dispensary. You need to, to, to continue to get better in every way, every time, every season. doesn't matter. You can never just stand pat. you got to always look for ways to improve, and that includes on offense. So if that's Juju Smith-Schuster, okay. I'm not the biggest fan, but that's all right. He is a talented kid, and clearly, on the other side from a Henry Ruggs, he would be appealing, right? So I get it. I get it. But then where does that leave you with Carr? Where does that leave you in that situation? Because I I agree with everybody who says, I I just don't see Carr getting traded. Anything can happen, but I just don't see it happening. Uh, But Locke and Forrest's piece on Russell, his point is that the Raiders, that's the one thing they lack, The Raiders lack the pizzazz. They lack the personality, if you will. Now, does Juju Smith-Schuster get you that personality? Well, yeah, wide receiver. But does Juju Smith-Schuster equate to what a Russell Wilson would bring you? No. So I, I get the point that he's making in the story. He's saying that the Raiders are building this juggernaut. He, this is what he says. He, and he's no big Raider guy. It's not like and you guys I know out there tell me because he writes a lot of stuff about the Raiders and people always seem to dislike it. But nonetheless, his point here is that this team, this franchise, this city now is on the crux of really becoming dominant in the NFL. And the one thing the Raiders lack is that big, shiny, sparkly move and player. Now you might say, "Well, Darren Waller is an amazing player, and he is, but he's a tight end. He's not a quarterback. It's a quarterback league, and so you're not going to get that with Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a very good quarterback, but this is a whole different situation when you're looking at your personality. You're looking at, uh, you know, a showbiz capital here in Las Vegas, and and what you're going to do, right? So, so to me, that's really, I think, what what they're getting at here, and what he's doing. And of course, it's not going to happen, but." it would be interesting. I mean, I like Russell Wilson. Uh he bugs me off the field a little bit cuz I think he's a little contrived, but um it's show business, right? So you can't blame a guy for trying, you can't blame a guy for trying to do what what he can uh to make a buck and to to, you know, elevate his career. And his wife is a performer as well, so um you understand that and 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 you get it. But with the Raiders, I think it goes back to what we've been talking about on the show, and that is alpha personality. You know, what is that alpha personality? Where's it going to come from? It's just going to come from somewhere. It doesn't have to be a quarterback. Derek Carr's fine there, but you need, you need that guy or a couple of those guys. And so we talked yesterday about free agents for the Raiders, especially on defense. A lot of you want Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons isn't going to leave Denver. Denver has made it a priority to re sign him. So I don't think that's going to be a guy who's going to be available. I just don't. Now, Marcus May of the Jets, that's a good one. I can can see him. He's a free agent, right? Richard Sherman, you guys are split on that one. I get it because he's he's in the twilight. He's not at the peak of his career. He's not going to give you the play you want from what you get from a Marcus May as a younger guy. But the the veteran leadership and that guy in the locker room, and again, he appeals to me because I love – the thought of him holding court with those young defensive backs, with Arnett, with Mullen, with Abram. To me, that, that gives you that gravitas, that guy in there who walks in, and when he walks in, he's the Pied Piper of the defensive backfield, right? So to me, those are the guys they look at, and I understand there's been a lot of history of the Raider organization going out and signing veteran free agents who are way past their prime, and then they end up not doing anything. And I get that. I, I, if I'm a Raider fan, I, I'm, I can't say I wouldn't feel the same way. But I think with Sherman, he still can play. He's not, of course, the player of old, but he is still an okay player. He's a good player. And at strong safety, he's an upgrade, I think, from what they currently have. So if that's the case, and he's not going to cost you a ton, I think he, he would sign a deal with incentives and all that kind of stuff. So to me, there's, there's not as much risk there. And so if you look at it from that perspective, then, then it makes sense. So I, I, it, 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 there's never a perfect answer. But, um, but I think that if you're the Raiders, you have to look at these things. You have, to look, uh, you, you have to look at the fact that you just need some experience. You need some maturity. That's all. There's talent out there. I really believe that there's talent. Do you disagree with me out there? Do you disagree? Because I, I, I've had some callers who, who make a good point. But do you disagree that the Raiders have enough talent on defense in key spots, especially in the backfield? Like, we know the defensive line needs a rehaul, with the exception of Max Crosby. Everybody else is on notice. Everybody else needs to be upgraded. This is plain, simple fact. And with Gus Bradley's new system, you hope that that happens. You hope that guys like Mo Hurst can make the jump. But they need new bodies there. But on the defensive backfield side of things, on the back end, Abram Mullen... Arnett, what do you guys think? 702-365-9200 is the number. Are you comfortable with those guys, or are you like me? And I say, now, Arnett was, was a rookie. For the other two, and I think Trayvon Mullen's fine where he's at. I think he needs to improve as well, and I think he is. And Jonathan, but I, I think, look, that unit has this season. They have this season. They have got to show that they can get it done. If they don't show that they can get it done, then you got bigger problems. Then you got to start thinking about personnel back there. But I think a Richard Sherman, somebody like that, a Marcus May, somebody who can come in as a veteran and show them the way, I think that's what they need. Coaching will help. I really believe coaching will help. Not everybody's a fan of the Gus Bradley hire. I understand that. But to me, at the very least, you should get more production out of the guys you have. I think you'll get that linebacker. I still think they need a linebacker. They need a linebacker with speed. You saw that in the Super Bowl with Devin White. And I know that's ripping the Band-Aid off for Raider fans to hear the name Devin White. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but that that's something that that, that we're going to have to look at and that they're going to have to look at and, and decide whether or not that's what you want to do in the first round. But again, if they address a couple of these big issues in free agency, then the draft, it changes. I'm telling you, don't be surprised if the first person they take in the draft is an offensive player. So, you know, we'll we'll have to see how that all breaks in. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, Hondo should be back with us, and then also Vinny Bonsignor will be with us. We're going to talk to him about this Juju Smith-Schuster. He took me to task on Twitter because I said that Uh, uh, Smith-Schuster had issues off the field uh, and it might be his braggadocious nature, it might be some of the things that happened with Antonio Brown, but then again it's Antonio Brown, so maybe I'm I'm being too hard on him there, but Vinny's going to talk about that, and then we'll we'll ask him about the NFL coaching candidates and should they wait till after the Super Bowl to be able to get new jobs. We'll talk about that with Vinny as well coming up after the break. You're with Scott and Hondo here on Silver and Black Today, only on Raider Nation Radio.
0: From Stabler to Plunkett and Allen to Jacobs, we've got your Raiders covered on Silver and Black today. Here's your host, Scott Colbranson.
1: Welcome back. Silver and Black today. Here on this Wednesday, Scott Colbranson, Hondo Carpenter coming up in just a few minutes. Vinny Bonsignor, the Raiders beat writer from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Also, our teammate here at Raider Nation Radio coming up from 4 to 6 p.m. It is in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. And we'll talk to uh, Vinny about some of the rumors out there. And then, of course, about the coaching situation in the NFL and the hiring window. So we'll do that as well. Uh, But, Hondo, um, I was was talking uh, while you were gone, I was talking about... Uh, the Raiders and the need for some 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 veteran leadership on the defense and and all those names are out there but I, I just think that this team man it, it, it's so close some people see the glass half empty. I see it as three quarters full and I just think man you top it off with a couple guys who can play and then a couple guys who can lead. And you'll get the most out of that defense. I think th- th- you had the coaching issue last year. You have Gus Bradley coming in. He demands. You have Ron Miles on that back end. He's an excellent, excellent coach. Uh, I th- I just sense that they're so close. I think
2: so too, Scott. And this is a team that has a lot of talent. Again, I think the biggest free agent hire was Gus Bradley, and him bringing in his staff and his guys. It had to happen. Now, all of a sudden, you're going out looking for pieces. This is not a franchise that's a long ways away. This is a franchise that's in play and close, and I think this is why Raider Nation has a lot of reasons to be excited. you got a lot of reasons to be encouraged. There's a lot of teams in the NFL that would love to switch places with the silver and black.
1: That is. What do you guys think? 702-365-9200 is the Raider Nation radio listener hotline Uh, you can jump on there also a little bit of breaking news of reported a little bit earlier actually that Austin King was promoted uh, to tight ends coach today he was the offensive quality control guy with the Raiders so they filled that position uh, obviously and uh, we'll start to see some of that movement on the coaches anything else that you're hearing out there um, Hondo as far as as far as uh, what the Raiders are up to from a coaching perspective I know there's still some spots um, that that might move around, but any anything imperative coming down the line
2: yeah I'm hearing that they're they're trying to really look at guys on the cutting edge mm. it doesn't mean that they're not going to go get some guys who are who are not older veterans, but they're looking at guys who are really cutting edge. Guys that, that can really bring a fire. They're that If there's one word, they're looking for fiery guys on that coaching staff. I like it. They're looking for some guys that are going to be some butt kickers and name takers, and I, I think that's impressive to me.
1: Well, and that's what you – I remember when you said um, – uh, that the the what did you call it the country club or what <laughs> the club yeah the silver and black country club yeah yeah and so so that that's over right on defense um, that's not going to happen also we we did hear today too that Paul Gunther looks like he's headed to Minnesota to be a special defensive um, coach there. Uh, which makes a lot of sense uh, with the background. Uh, so, so he's obviously landing on his feet and somewhere else. Uh, but that that mood in the Raider facility over on Raider's Way in Henderson, um, you, 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 that's where I think the the urgency comes in, right? It's not a bad urgency. It's just a change in direction. It's a change in mood, especially on the defense, the offense clearly doesn't change. Although that that need, the stuff we heard at the end of the season about commitment and making sure teammates are committed to one another. Um, if we go into another off season where they're distanced, is that gonna be harder to implement?
2: Yes, mm. absolutely is. And I, I know this, I think they're gonna do everything they can. I'm hearing they may even stretch out the time frame. For some of the OTAs, that same amount of practices, but stretch it out. So if teams have a COVID issue, they can say, okay, we're going to take a week off and come back. But yeah, that's very vitally important. These guys got to spend time together. They, you know, it's it's one thing to be on a Zoom call. You and I are on Zoom calls all the time. How many Zoom calls do you have your camera off and it's just your picture because you don't want guys to see you're eating breakfast or reading the newspaper <laughs> or whatever? And you want to have those guys together. You want them to be in the presence of Gus Bradley.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. It's it's interesting. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, and look, you had teams go out and and they dealt with it this year, and that's the the question. is I just wonder how much is going to go back. I, I'm sure the players' association too is looking at it and saying, okay, well, how much how much contact do these guys actually need? Because uh, you were able to go out and have a pretty dang good season uh, without some of the the uh, practices and the sessions that they did. Now, of course, coaches want it. And players want it to a certain degree, at least some of them, uh, for, for, for reasons, especially if you're an undrafted free agent or something. You want more time on the field, but it'll be interesting to see how much goes back and how much doesn't come back.
2: Totally agree with you, Scott. And, and I'm going to tell you, we talked about this last week with the, with the gentleman from NFL Draft Bible. Mm-hmm. Football law as we know it has changed. So now it's going to be, okay, how much can we go? How much can we do? I think it hurt the quality of football this year that there was less. Now, unlike a lot of other people, I don't necessarily think you have to beat each other up for eight weeks. I don't think OTAs have to be fully padded all the time but I do think that this year they saw this was too far. Now I understand it was a pandemic and they're going to have to make some adjustments in the future, but make no mistake, even when COVID's over, it has changed all of our lives, including
1: the NFL. Sure. Yeah. Although I, when, you say the quality of football went down, how do you, how do you, how do you quantify that?
2: Well, I think especially early in the year, you saw so much mm. bad tackling. Yeah. I mean, Terrible tackling, and you only get that in camp and in preseason games. Mm. I mean, I'm, let's be honest. It was week eight or nine before I really saw a game where I thought that was a really well-tackling game. Good, It was a good fundamental game all the way around. I think the game got hurt for it. You don't?
1: No, I mean, I, I rem- I'm trying to remember back to the early season. It seems so like so long ago. Uh, but yeah, I, I think so, but then I saw you, you saw you saw offensive numbers go up a little bit, right? You saw all the penalties go down earlier in the year, and then of course, they caught up at the end because they were calling everything towards the end of the season. Um, and so in some ways, I, I, I just thought that the season went so well, considering that they didn't have it. And I think the players union is going to use that as an argument. Uh, for why they don't need to do this stuff. Now, they have the collective bargaining agreement already done and all that, but uh, I'm interested to see what they kind of want to put a flag in the ground over and say, hey, we don't need to do this anymore. Um, and, and it might be more for veteran players in some cases uh, with some of the early camps, which some of those are already optional anyway. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think overall from a tackling perspective, but tackling, though, Hondo, i got to be I, honest with you. I think over the last several years it's looked terrible.
2: I agree. And even worse listen. this year. I, I agree, but the first eight weeks of this season, it was uglier than me in a shower. <laughs> hey, there's a reason I shower with the lights off, Gil Branson.
1: Oh, oh, my gosh. You always put these images in people's head, and then I get direct messages like, oh, Hondo just ruined my dinner. No. Uh <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's I like the one we got from the guy that said, I'll never buy my wife Victoria's Secrets
1: again. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good you know. And that's the thing. I'll tell you, we, we, we've been snapping back with some people on, on Twitter today, but I, you said it earlier in the show. I love, I mean, the callers, you listen to any of the shows on Raider Nation Radio, and they're not always the same callers. Like, some callers call into sh- many shows. Some callers call only into one show. But they're all good. I, I love the fact that they come with great point of views and are able to really articulate themselves. I love that because the, the cesspool that is Twitter, you don't always get that. Um, and But what we know when we want really good information, we want a good conversation with somebody who knows what they're talking about. We, of course, dial up Vinny Bonsignor, who joins us now. His show coming up next in the huddle with Vinny and Lincoln Kennedy from 4 to 6. Vinny, how are you doing today on this, month, on this Wednesday, man?
3: I'm doing good. How are you guys doing?
1: Good. We've been talking about the Derek Carr extension and and and, and um, should they do it now? How would they do it? How would they afford it? Uh, and all that, but then of course we've had it's rumor season, right? Because there's nothing, there's no games going on, and then the New Year's a month away. And the Juju uh, Smith Schuster thing came up today, and you and I were talking about it a little bit via via uh, direct message. And um, I'd I'd love to hear though you I, your point of view on this is is a good one, which is, and I hadn't thought about it, which is that the Raiders could use some personality.
3: Yeah, I um I've, <laughs> I've some some of the some of the readers and some of the fans on Twitter. You know, have brought up Diva and, you know, all, all this stuff. And, and I just, first of all, you're the same ones that were saying that uh, Nelson Aguilar couldn't handle, you know, hang on to the football last year uh, when they signed <laughs> uh, Nelson Aguilar. So fans, it's there, there's an uncanny way of fans to latch on to the most negative, even if it's a small little thing, and to latch on to the most negative aspect, unless you're, you know, like, you know,. Uh, Patrick Mahomes or somebody like that, (laughs) and even at that point, I, I I think that some fans would pick at the bad, you know, the one little bad part that might be the one negative about somebody. But I remember with Nelson last year, everyone was you know pulling their hair out. Why they sign him? He's he's a notorious, uh, you know, ball dropper, you know, and da, da 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 da. And I'm like, Nelson Aguilar could play football, and if he's mm-hmm. your fourth wide receiver, you're in a pretty darn good position. And as, <laughs> as it turns out, uh, they were in a pretty good darn, pretty darn good position. Now, you know, uh, Juju Smith. I go back to uh, you know when he was at USC. There's never been a hint of any. You know, uh, character issues or anything like that is does he does he do his dance? Uh, Can he curtail that a little bit? Maybe, Uh, but it's to me it's harmless fun. And uh, does it sometimes bite him? Yeah, sometimes he has to uh, you know back it up uh, out on the field. And for the most part, he's done that at least uh, as a as an individual player. But. You know, I think the Raiders could use some personality. I'm not saying that they need to go after Juju Smith uh, Schuster, and I only say that because I think their focus really needs to be on on defense. But if he wants to come to the Raiders, and it's the right price, uh, and they're able, and it doesn't uh, preclude them from taking care of other other business, uh, uh, he would fit perfectly, uh, you know, with the Raiders. And I'll I'll back it up even a few more years. Robert Woods signs with from Buffalo. Uh, to the Los Angeles Rams, and Ram fans, they gave up too much, we gave up too much, we, it's too much money for Robert Woods, Why would you, Robert, and, and, and it's like these fans, I, I love them, but they're not experts, they don't see what people in the business see, and coaches understand, and general managers understand. Robert Woods was in a lot of ways the victim of just a hapless quarterback situation in Buffalo, yeah. he goes to the Los Angeles Rams with quarterback stability, And he's putting up great numbers and has signed, what, two contracts extensions since then? Or at least one uh, since then. And Ram fans love Robert Woods. So I wouldn't be too hasty to just jump on the one little negative. And that negative being a colorful personality, hey, I think the more – you can't have a whole bunch of that, but you can certainly have a little bit of that. And there was one person who, who brought up Antonio Brown. You can't even compare those two dudes at all. Uh, in in, under any circumstances uh antonio brown you know uh i'm not going to go get into all that but there's no way that uh juju schuster is anywhere near that kind of diva if you want to put it under that he likes to have fun and i think the rams uh uh, or the raiders definitely could have an infusion of of some fun personalities and a productive player
1: well, and that's what I appreciate about you, Vinny, because I might have an initial thought on something and, and you make me think on it, which is great. Uh, I think as a writer and as a journalist, uh, it's good to do that because you, 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 you shouldn't you shouldn't think something and then just stick to it because it was your first thought. But but I I don't know if you saw uh, Lock and Forest piece on Russell Wilson and the Raiders, but. Um, but, but it was interesting to me, not because I think there's any chance in hell it ever happens, okay, so I'm not saying that, but I think one of his premises in the piece is basically what you said about Juju and the Raiders, which is they need some of that personality, they need some of that swagger, because you have, you have Derek Carr, he's a leader, but he's a different kind of leader, there's, there's different types of leaders who have different styles, right? And there's different yep. guys who bring different personalities and gravitas to a team. And, and his point about Russell Wilson was that that's what the Raiders seem to be lacking. They have the great new city. They have the great new stadium. They have the coach. They have uh, so many players. They have the facility to practice. And they have the, the no tax state to, to, to lure free agents. But they just need a little bit of oomph. And so a guy like that could bring it.
3: Yeah, uh, you're talking about uh, Russell Wilson.
1: Well, yeah, but but the Raiders need some of that, and you don't necessarily has to be one player. It could be a couple players. It could be Juju and a defensive end. I mean, it could be a couple guys that just bring a little bit of of that gravitas to this well, franchise. Yeah,
3: and, and uh, you know, um, uh, my recent history covering the Rams, you know, they go to the Super Bowl with guys like Marcus Peters and uh, uh, Akib Tlaib. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Jalen Ramsey uh, uh, comes on board. These were no uh, wallflowers, trust me, you me. But I, I loved covering them and I loved the energy that they brought to the locker room. And, um, you know, and and, and it lifted uh, the locker room. Yeah, you, you also had guys like Eric Weddle who, uh, oh, yeah. you know, would be screaming in the locker room sometimes, you know, just off the top of his lungs about some random thing and cracking everybody up. Um, and, and keeping everything loose. And, um, and, and I, 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 you know, I unfortunately wasn't able to have access to the locker room uh, this year. Uh, and, and really, I was only there a month in 2019 covering the Raiders. Uh, but even in that one month, uh, I, I loved the character that was there. I like, there was maturity uh, mm-hmm. there. Uh, it, it needs to, I think that, that part of it kind of needs to uh, continue to improve maturity-wise. But it, just because it's a super, super young team, but um, I I, th- I felt like the character the, the the kind of strong personalities that you sometimes need um, might be lacking, and th- and some of that could be also guys are just so young they're they're still finding their ways their their way and they're and they're not ready to express themselves uh, necessarily in in that way. But uh, it's not a bad thing, trust me. And you can't have you know fifty three uh, guys that are exactly the same and all boisterous and stuff like right. that. You need a total balance. But it's not a bad thing to have some guys that are going to, uh, you know, um, uh, ruffle some feathers and <laughs> and throw some personality out there and say some controversial things and uh, and challenge teammates and and create some buzz for you. It's not a bad thing at all.
2: You know, Vinny, couple of things. First of all, I think Max Crosby can grow into that guy. I'd love to know what you think as well. Just because I've known him going back to high school and and even before that, well, early in high school when this is a guy that people you know people would say, yeah. He's probably a, a college player, but not sure he's a Division One guy. And then, yeah, maybe a low Division One. And then, boom, he goes to Eastern Michigan, performs, outspoken. Uh, I think he could grow into that guy. What do you
3: think about that? And I, I, I didn't cast the name right off the top. Sorry about that.
2: That's all right. I was talking about uh, Max Super Max.
3: Yeah, I mean, definitely. But he needs to he needs to prove it on the field first. I agree. First. And, you know, he needs to be a, show that he could be a consistent day-in, day-out NFL defensive end. Has he? Um, no, I don't think he has necessarily. I think he's been playing more out of necessity as a starting player. Uh, now, I'll give him some, cut him some slack. Uh, there was obviously an injury, um, you know, that we found out about after the season. Uh, I know how big injuries can be um so you know uh so you definitely cut him some slack uh, and see where he's able to take it next year but he can't he definitely has a great personality there's no question about it but first and foremost he needs to show that he could play every single day day in and day out play yep. in and play out snap in and snap out and be a productive uh, player he hasn't done that and he certainly didn't do it last year he had some flashes some moments but the inconsistency was Uh, really glaring Uh, so if if he could get that part of it backed up uh, and and up uh, up a notch then yeah uh, I could see him being one of those kind of characters one of those kind of personalities
2: very quickly Vinny one of the things I'm most excited about like you I've done this a long time is that this is one of those years where you don't have any idea what the Raiders are going to draft because free agency is really going to tell the story who they're able to sign who they're able to get would you agree for the Raiders? This is going to be one of the most exciting off seasons for them in a long time.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I thought last year was 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 really intriguing, and and I thought they made some some uh, improvements offensively. Guys that are still uh, going to be part of that. They did bring in some some defensive help, um, but they're they're close now. I think that they. Uh, one of the things that I think for Raider fans that they that that is exciting. Is the Raiders have narrowed their needs down uh, uh, quite a bit? You know, they were able to to really move that offense up a notch last year. And while you know you can't neglect it, and there's still going to be additions and improvements because you're always striving to do that. Uh, in terms of the major needs, they're very narrow. I think you need a dominant player on the defensive end or, or on the defensive line. I think you need a free safety that's going to allow Jonathan Abram to do what he does uh, and be a confidence booster and a tutor and a mentor for guys like Damon uh, Arnett and, uh, and, and Trayvon Mullen. And, and you know, uh, I don't know how they're going to do this, but some kind of an- another playmaker at linebacker. But really, And that seems like a lot. And it is, but it's not un- It's not impossible uh, to be able to really zone in uh, and hone in on-, on those three areas and be able to come up with answers in those three areas, as opposed to the last few years where it was just holes across the board. And, you know, you're trying to do the uh, uh, the best job possible rebuilding this roster. Uh, but knowing that you had a, you had so much work to do, that work has been narrowed, and you got to give John Gruden and Mike Mayock credit uh, for that. Um, uh, so, so that makes it exciting. Like, who are the answers going to be at at three really critical areas uh, of the defense, and can they accomplish those goals in a way that's going to really move this uh, the needle up uh, as far as the defense goes?
1: Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating off season. That's the thing. You know, we talk about well, it's it, because of all the mock drafts and all that. Uh, and rumor mill and all that we we have about a month and then stuff's going to start really falling into place and we'll know exactly it's going to be fun to watch and of course you got to read vinny as well at the rj for for the latest coverage and listen to in the huddle with uh, vinny and lincoln kennedy coming up next here at four o'clock vinny as always thank you so much for being with us
3: all right guys have a
2: great you and, I are, you and I are colleagues, and we also compete, but we're friends. And I want you to know I think you do such a great job both in the journal and on the radio. I'm proud to
3: call you a colleague. I think you really do a terrific job. Likewise, my friend. Absolutely. Right back at you. And I really appreciate that. Thank you.
1: All right. There you go. The love is plenty to go around here on Silver and Black today. Make sure you tune in to Vinny next here at 4 o'clock. Honda, we're at the end of today's journey. Thanks for being with me, man. We will talk to you on Monday. Thank you, my brother. I'll see Raider Nation on Friday on Pritch and Clay and back here on Monday.
2: Bring it, buttercup. (laughs)
1: all right for christopher chapman back in the studio i'm scott ransom by the way just a programming note uh we will not have a show tomorrow i'm off tomorrow be back on friday so uh tomorrow we won't be here but friday we'll be back and then um we will be talking about the latest news we'll also have a couple special guests coming up on friday uh that we'll announce tomorrow so stay tuned for that one but for christopher chapman back in the studio for Hondo Carpenter, I'm Scalko Branson. Make sure you check out our website, SilverAndBlackToday.com. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at lvgully, lvgully. Follow Hondo at Hondo Carpenter on Twitter, Twitter as well, and you can check him out at the si.com/slash/NFL/slash/Raiders. That's the Raider Maven website as well. For all of us here at Raider Nation, thanks for listening to you, uh, listening to us and to you for being along for the ride. I'm Scott Cabranson. This has been Silver and Black Today on Raider Nation Radio.